ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to today's edition of Uncased Heroes. We are so glad and honored that you took a time out of your day to just sit with us, listen to some beautiful information, absorb some wisdom, and hopefully give you something to carry on forward. I'm Stacey Johnston, honored to be here with you, and with my co-host for today, Donna Marie Newkirk. How are you today, ma'am? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Good morning to you both. Um, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Good. We're so glad you're here. Don Marie, when you have an opportunity to listen to these conversations or to engage in them, what intrigues you the most about them? Um, diversity. Um, it opens up uh, little doors that we might have shut for ourselves because diversity also means uniqueness. And so we walk around in our uniqueness and believe that that is the appropriate manner of operation. And then by listening to all of these other things, it has allowed me to open up some doors. And I won't call it alter because alter means something was wrong. What it does is it adds to. And I've thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the segments because it has enriched my life. I think what I appreciate, I've appreciated the most about it is we, we look at and we think about this great big wide world and that they got to see it different in Israel or in Uganda or in Australia than we see. It can't be the same. And what I've learned through doing all of this is that hope is universal mm. and, and inspiration is universal. And there's not a, there's not a thing, there's not a category for that, right? There's not a race, there's not a race or a religion or a political party. There's nothing involved in that except that we all want the very same thing. And mm-hmm. there's this beautiful energy of love and service and uh, space being provided mm-hmm. for people just to say, hey, you know, I know what that's like. You can come here and get better from that. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you're in Rhode Island or Israel. There's space there for you to understand and to get better. And I, I really appreciate recognizing that. Mm-hmm. 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 It lets us know how we're just humans here. And uh, it takes out the, the, the uh, you know, the hindrances and the, and the boundaries that we've set for ourselves. And it, and it just lets us be a species, um, you know, operating on, like you said, that hope, you know, mm-hmm. growth and all those things. Right. It's, it's, it's really wonderful. It's fun. I saw a question on Facebook the other day. Somebody asked, how, do you, how are you connected in this disconnected place that we're living in? And I, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, you know, by the grace of our sweet God, I get to connect. I get to sit in my living room and travel all over the world. And I get to connect <laughs> with the most beautiful people that do the most beautiful things and I don't have to stand in one line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a, that's how. All right, so let's get this show on the road, Donna Marie, without any further ado. Let's bring in our guest for today. We are very fortunate, very blessed to have a gentleman that has agreed to spend his time with us this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, can we please present Mr. Jeremy Hall. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for having me today. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. Y'all, got, are... me, y'all got me excited and inspired just listening to y'all chat. <laughs> well, good. Good. Need for each other. We've all got a piece of the puzzle, right? We all need each other. 
Yes. We all are. I mean, wouldn't you be mad? How many times have you seen people buy a jigsaw puzzle and get done and there's one piece missing? Right? Ruins the whole experience. We need all the pieces. Yeah. Right? I'd be mad if I, I bought think- a box of colors and took it home and there was a color gone. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and how interesting, like I said, the uniqueness of each piece, right? Mm. But when you put right. it all together, it's such a beautiful picture. It's so yeah. Jeremy, how about you? Unique in our experience, in our humanity, in our situation, but we're all doing the. We're all part of the same thing. There's a ubiquity to humanity, but we're all experiencing it so uniquely. To to be and right now you mentioned we're so isolated. It's such an important time to see other people's perspectives to recognize that we are not alone. Right. Right, and to own the fact that it's okay to not be the one, but be one of. Mm-hmm. Right, and that, that's totally okay. That's totally okay. Jeremy, how about you kick us off? Tell us, who is Jeremy Hall? What do you do? How come you do that? And how can we connect with you? All right, awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, my name is Jeremy Hall. I am a pastor on, on the very north edge of Atlanta. If you have a concept of the sprawling metro area that is Atlanta, Georgia. I uh, minister as an associate pastor of faith development at a church named Townview Baptist in Kennesaw. So we are the farthest north suburb that still can be considered greater metro. Any farther north, you're in the country, uh, but people who live here commute into the city. So we've got an interesting mix of that suburb life and sort of rural south all playing here. So it makes for a fun place to live. I live here with my wife of 10 years, our two-year-old daughter, and we've got one more on the way to join us soon. So it's a very exciting time in my family when I'm not uh, trying to be family man and when I'm not in my uh, church office in my pastoral role. I host the Kingdom Ethics Podcast alongside my friend, Dr. David Gushy, who was also supervising my doctoral work at Mercer University. Mm. So I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> yes. You are busy. You, you are, are busy. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us in all of that. We sure do appreciate you. So, Jeremy, when you look at the journey that you've taken in your life, from this little boy that you once were to this gentleman, this father, this pastor, this, this, this role of leadership that you carry in your life. Number one, let's start with how do you define the word hero? And number two, who fits into that for you, and why would you give them that title? Okay, awesome. So the, I mentioned that I'm still in school. I've been in school for, good Lord, I started college in like 2009, and I haven't stopped. So it's been a while. Um, the field that I work in is ethics. So it's all through a Christian lens, doing the philosophical work of ethics. How do we decide how to live? How do we put uh, boundaries around our own uh, way of living? How do we decide what kind of human we're going to be? Are the sort of worlds that I put myself in academically and sort of the way that I think about things. So when I think about someone who's a hero, the, the words that come to my mind are things like justice, consistency, people who have chosen 
to do the right thing even though they know it's going to hurt? Are the, are the people that I respect, these are the people that can reach that status of hero for me, are those who consistently do justice, love mercy, and live in humility. I love that. When I, when I think about my life, I mean, all of us have a pantheon of heroes, right? There's, there's a whole team of Avengers that have meant things to me. Uh, historic heroes. Uh, in our pre-conversation, I mentioned that I have quotes on my wall. Uh, on the wall at eye level, there's um, a Holocaust survivor, uh, Paulina Kirilevsky, on my wall. There's uh, Soren Kierkegaard, a philosopher. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. is on my wall. Diedrich Bonhoeffer is on my wall. There's that historic pantheon of the big names, the, the people you've read. But I think about my life, and my dad has been my hero, knowing how busy and demanding his life was and then the amount of time he gave to the family uh, taught me about generosity and love. Um, I think about the, the high school teacher who first recognized and affirmed the calling on my life, saw in me who God was forming me to be. He's been a hero yeah. in my life. Uh, right now, the, the person who's sort of the, the, my current hero is uh, Dr. David Geshe. I mentioned him a minute ago. He's my doctoral supervisor, and um, we host a podcast together, and I, I've gotten to do a lot of work alongside of him. And he is an academic. He's the leading Christian ethicist uh, working in the field today, um, the Distinguished University of Christian Ethics at Mercer University and the chair of the doctoral ethics program at the Free University of Amsterdam. So you've got sort of accolades and stuff. You could look at a resume or a CV and say, wow, this person's really impressive, but that's not heroic, right? Achievement right. a hero does not make. The reason yeah. that my friend David Gushy is my hero is because he showed me that it's okay to change your mind. It sounds really simple, but that is such an incredibly dangerous thing to do in a role like his or a role like mine. Because uh -huh. pastors aren't supposed to change their minds. You're supposed to... We, we are thought of frequently as sort of a monolith or a product, like, this is the pastor, he is like this, she is like this, she preaches these sorts of sermons, he reads these kinds of books, she holds these kinds of positions, he has this sort of worldview. And you're, to change is dangerous. Because for many, the, the pastor's role is sort of security blanket. They believe so that you, the congregation can sort of latch on to their belief. They are the representatives of, for better or for worse, frequently the pastor is seen as the representative of God, of the church, of the tradition, and you expect a certain type of stability there. And then thinking about the other world that I swim in of the academy, once you've established yourself in a field, everyone sort of, there's like a brand to you, like, oh, you wrote this PhD, that this is your thesis, so you are and always will be the 
guy who wrote this book. You're only supposed to know about this. You're only supposed to care about this. This is your perspective. This is your angle. This is your opinion. This is your shtick, and you don't deviate from it because we need to know who you are. And so David was the ethics professor for a major Christian university and a pastor at the time and was the darling of the evangelical world, the the conservative American version of Christianity adored David Gushy. One at the time that this story I'm telling you takes place, something like 22 books that most bestsellers um, recognized as the preeminent voice in the field, constant lecture tours, constant speaking engagements, Anytime there's a struggle in the evangelical world, you're going to call David Geshe because he's the one who's got the answers and he's the voice we trust. Well, in 2014, David releases a book that is in opposition to his earlier work because he had changed his mind. In his study, in his devotion, in his, his journey as a Christian and as a human, He had moved from the traditional prohibition, um, LGBTQ, personhood and relationship that the evangelical church tends to hold to what we call an affirming position, that the rules are the same for everyone who wishes to to engage with Christ. And so in becoming affirming, in welcoming the LGBTQ community into the family of God, David lost a lot. I've seen him take hard stands before, and I was proud of his hard stands against things like torture, against abuses in the state, against corruption, and seeing some of the backlash on that. But this was different. This right. was it does. anathema. This, this is excommunication. Right. So when we... Um, we but don't, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I have a question before you go on. Don't you feel like sometimes that changing of mind, that changing of mind, that you believe this and then, then you get this new awareness, isn't that sometimes that cross between knowledge and wisdom? I sure hope so. Because we're all... Because, you know, like we acquire knowledge. Right, we acquire knowledge along the way, right? We all know you can read all the shelf help books that you want and go to all of the classes that you want. But until you take that knowledge and put action to it, it never becomes wisdom. It's a trivial pursuit game in the closet. Right. So I appreciate yeah, the concept of being able to, to, to change your mind and move it to, to an experience. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. Donna Marie, where does that take you with, with life lessons that we have? Well, you know, I I think about, um, you know, introducing an ethical or value, you know, self-confrontational society, confrontational condition. Um, You know, our lives and our behaviors and examples of inconsistencies within society, um, a lot of people don't want to take a stand and... Um, say what they want to say or say what they want to feel. And so we are reserved in putting it out there. But in order for us to explore anything and learn, there is one basic foundation, 
education, um, speaking, communicating, exploring, all of those sorts of things, you become a hero by being the one that can actually explore it and speak about it. And, and I like the, you know, I like the fact that someone can uh, express their ideals on any given subject and, and be able to take that stand because, like he said, he has those wonderful, well-known uh, heroes that are on the wall. And whether it's those heroes or the ones he's in his academic uh, environment or within the spiritual realm, our society is benefited by allowing for idealism. Um, and, and, you know, I've seen a lot, like I said uh, earlier on when we were talking, in order for me to improve as a person, which is a part of a puzzle, the big puzzle of humanity, I have gained quite a bit by listening to all of our podcasts. It has opened up um, different levels of things that have improved my life. So I I think that um, this wisdom um, is gained by the dialogue, like what he is saying um, in in this gentleman. Yep. But um, he sounds like an amazing, amazing man, and I can't even imagine, you know, uh, being such blessed, being up underneath his uh, tutelage. Um, And, you know, in that, um, Jeremy, I, I wanted to ask you, being that you've had this experiences and you've studied so vastly and widely up underneath this gentleman, um, if you were going to leave our listeners with anything that would be a life lesson when it comes down to uh, change and uh, being open to listening, what would, um, you know, being a hero and saying what needs to be said, what would be your life lesson? That you have to know who you are in order to know what you need to do. It, it's all about values. So, so many people come and sit, as, as a pastor, people come and sit in my office on, on this worn sofa to my, the left of my desk where I'm sitting now, and they, they tell me about the struggles that they're facing. And they frequently say something like, I, I, I just hope I make the right choice. I, I hope that I can save my marriage. I hope that God these hopes about being able to be the person that they think they are. And the, here's the thing that I say all the time. This has sort of become my catchphrase. Don't hope, decide. Decide oh. today what your values are. Decide today what is essential. Decide today what is important, and cultivate that. Because when the trouble comes, it will be too late. You can't decide who you're going to be when you're in the middle of the fight. You have to make that decision when things are easy. You've got to practice. You've got to train when you have the chance. I think this might be a, a Shakespeare quote, um, but I love it. 
when trouble comes, you will not rise to the level of your expectation, and you will fall to the level of your preparedness. Oh, that's that, a good that one. quote comes from a military setting, but it's true of ethics. It's true of character. It's true of our moral formation and our faith. We do the work mm. when things are easy. We decide who we're going to be when the trouble comes, so that when it comes, we don't have to do the hard work of deciding while under fire. We can act. We can follow Christ. We can follow our faith. We can follow our values because we'll already know what they are. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to know that we're all... You know, I have to keep going back to this puzzleness. We're we're all like the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, and solutions solutions changes every second. And there's going to be days that we're going to fit perfectly, and then there's going to be days that we really can't stand each other. And there's also going to be the days that you are close enough to each other, yet not together. And the best part, that we're still there. And that's the hero. You're there. We're around for each other. And, and that's what really makes the difference. You know, so when it doesn't fit just right, just be there. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and keep exploring. You know, one of, of the... Things. Oh, go ahead. No, please, Jeremy, go ahead. One of the most important things, one. I think one of the most important things about life in community, be that your town, your church, your civil organization, your family, is just to keep showing up. So many of us have forgotten how to endure any sort of conflict at all, and so we leave. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to earn the right being listened to, and we have to listen. And both of these take consistency and showing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Jeremy, one of the programs that I teach emphasizes that very thing. Or the premise of this entire podcast started with that very concept in mind, that we looked around. We got ready to start this podcast, and there were 126,000 podcasts on the air at the time. The world was going to make us different. Right, what was going to set us apart. So we really took some time and, and prayed about it and examined what was missing. When you look at the world they were walking in, what's missing in this world? And what we saw was a very clear definition of character and integrity. The words were out there, but the definition was very skewed, which is all about influence and ethics and morals, right? That was very, yeah. It was a very confused picture because we had this set of verbiage going out versus this set of behavior going out, and they didn't go together. <laughs> right, it just didn't go together. And, and what we've learned, if nothing else, in our human experience is that we, you'll absorb 7% of what you hear today, but 93% of how it makes you feel and, and your experience in it. And so it matters. Just like you said, that your character and integrity doesn't, isn't developed in a crisis. It just shows up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Very you have to be prepared. We are. Exactly. So who is that? And that's, I think that's our biggest challenge in life right now is to, who is Jeremy? Who is Donna Marie? Who is Stacy? What do you believe? What do you stand on? Yes or no? There's gray area again, like I said, is justification, right? And so where do you stand? 
and to be able to hold that image and to hold that belief in spite of what the world would have you believe, I think is our greatest challenge. But that's where mm-hmm. that's the story that you leave behind. That's that's the legacy yeah. that you live. And uh, so another one of these quotes on my wall is from the Irish philosopher uh, Peter Rollins, and he says, "Our actions never betray our beliefs; they only expose them." Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. What beautiful knowledge! We could pass that to our children for for a couple of months. One of the questions that we ask on this podcast is, "When you look at the world, where do you see the gap?" And how do we come together to fix it? And, and I was always humbled. Anytime we interviewed anybody under the age of 40, okay, 90% of their answer came back to being, don't tell me, show me. Mm-hmm. Where is the wisdom of Ward Cleaver? Mm-hmm. Where did that go? Right? Where did the, <laughs> my handshake is, it, my word is my bond, right? Where did all of that go? And that's what we need because we hear it, but we don't see it anywhere. So that's the, that's the gap. Yeah. I, I, so, yeah, I was having yeah, I a love, conversation just the other day uh, with a, another podcaster about parenting, and I was talking about uh, how I teach things like justice to my two-year-old. And, and the thing is, I think things like faith, things like ethics are caught more than they are taught. I can tell you something all day, but unless you're in unless you're close enough to catch it, it doesn't really matter. And so my strategy is to let my daughter catch me Amen. doing the hard things. Show her. Let her be involved in the family. Like my, my congregation at the beginning of this year was kicked out of the world's largest Protestant denomination. The Southern Baptist Church excommunicated us for clarity's sake. Um, we got kicked out of the denomination that planted our church that we'd been associated with for 32 years. Um, over, we, we made the, took the stand and welcomed LGBTQ members into our congregation. And that was a move that cost us our denominational affiliation, a third of our members, a third of our staff, half of our budget, which all of that has direct impact on me and my family. And we let our daughter see it. We let her be a part of that journey and continue to be that she doesn't understand what we're discussing necessarily, but she's been there for my wife and I to have some of those hard conversations about money and expenses and opportunities. To And she's in the room at church for us to have the hard conversations about what does the Bible say and what does that mean for the way we act today? You know, I mean, no matter, no, no matter what, Jeremy, whether, you know, because we're all walking around down here on this planet, uh, influenced by many different elements of society, culture, um, you know, uh, financial strain, what, whatever, the, the continuum is huge. We're, we're impacted. And true, in fact, are, I guess it goes back to that nature versus nurture. You, uh, you have your innate things that you come here pre-wired with, and we have also our environmental. And so we have all of those complexities, but the bottom line and the thing, the thread, 
is love. And irregardless of whatever our stance is on anything, we have to remember that love is at the top. And if we can't, you know, we can't separate our different beliefs and different systems and then say, oh, well, we don't love. But what we can do is show that love. And I appreciate the fact that you're showing love and you are teaching environmentally to your child. And as parents, that's what we have to do. I'm dealing with a situation. I I have adopted children, and I'm dealing with a situation right now where I'm modeling, exposing, and no matter what parental thing that we have to go through, we have to show the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything so that they make excuse me, so that they make up their mind as they go forth. But, um, you know, I really, really enjoy everything that you've said today. It gives me some other things that personally I need to think about. Um, Stacy, I don't, I don't, I just really love every time I come on this show. I love it. It's beautiful. I love it. All right, Jeremy, we're getting to that place. We're going to have to start to wind down with respect to you and to our audience and to our listeners. So let's ask you one final question and turn the tables for a moment. Jeremy, we'd like for you to take a step up onto the podium and recognize that you are probably more people's hero in a day than you recognize. So thank you for the space that you provide, for the love that you show, and for mm-hmm. your willingness right, to, to extend God's kingdom with open arms to everyone. Um, thank you for that. Thank you so while you stand, um, you're welcome. While you stand on that pedestal with your superhero cape snapped firmly in place, right? Get back, Captain America. It's Jeremy. <laughs> there you are with all the words there are out there in this world to grab. What's your one line of wisdom to the audience, Jeremy? What does your T-shirt say? Justice is painful but it is worth it <laughs> that's beautiful you want to you want to expand on that for us there's it when you identify injustice in the world when you encounter things that are broken systems that trap people, when you encounter places where sin has gained and when, when I use the word sin I mean anything that damages our relationship with ourselves, with our neighbors, and with God, anything that puts that separation there and introduces brokenness to the world, when we encounter that, it does not give, it, it doesn't give up. No one accidentally falls into the kingdom, you know? You, you have to take action against injustice in order to bring about a more beautiful, just, loving world, to, to bring about those moments when the kingdom of God gets closer, when, when the kingdom of God starts to break through into our world. These are places of, of pressure, of tension. Sin doesn't give up ground. It has to be taken. And so anytime you take a stand, anytime you choose love in places that are unloving, justice in places that are unjust, 
kindness in places that are hostile, there is risk. Because those are all acts of love, and love is always dangerous. Love is always dangerous. That's why Jesus says, uh, sometimes you're going to throw the good thing out there. This is the pearls before swine. Don't cast your pearls before swine because they'll turn around and trample you. There are some places where it is dangerous to do the loving thing because an unloving world does not always receive it. But uh, to quote C.S. Lewis, love is never wasted for its value does not rest on reciprocity. Sometimes to do love, sometimes to do justice, it's going to hurt. But it's always worth it. The, to, to follow Jesus, one of the things that is cultivated in us, uh, to, to look at Matthew 5, looking at the Beatitudes, a hunger and thirst for justice for righteousness. Those words are nearly interchangeable in the way that Jesus uses them. A world set right is righteous. That we look at the world with a craving for justice and righteousness. That, that we're hungry, that we're thirsty for things to be set right. And we go out into these places and we do this work and it's going to be hard and it's going to hurt but it's worth it because these are the places where we encounter Jesus out there on the margins. Mm. Out there with that is so, in the that unloving is so beautiful. Places. That's where mm-hmm. Jesus breaks through. The kingdom of God is just waiting for an opportunity to, to crash into our reality. It just mm. takes us allowing that opening. Just the courage to take a stand is what invites mm that Holy Spirit energy. Amen. It's beautiful. Amen. You know, <clears throat> Jeremy, we have done almost 250 interviews and have asked this question almost 250 times. And I have 250 completely separate answers. Nobody's wow. quote is the same. Nobody's repeats mm-hmm. itself. And it's the most amazing thing. It chills every time, right? I feel like if I had a T-shirt for every quote that I've gotten in my closet, I would walk in and just talk about superhero. You just pick one and pick one for the day and come out and go, yes, I got this day because they're just so beautiful. And then I want this little pocket on the back with a piece of paper that tells the story behind the quote. They're beautiful. I, I feel so blessed to be in this position that God has given us just to be able to absorb your wisdom and, and understand your perspective. So thank you, Jeremy, for sharing that with us. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely. It's thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'm always, always open to talking uh, with folks about anything they've heard today. I'm easy to find online. Give us your contact information right quick. Awesome. The, what do you want to share? All of my materials are aggregated at RevRev. JeremyHall.com. You can go to my personal website there. That'll link you to all my socials. That'll get you a LinkedIn. It'll get you to writing samples. It'll get you to eBooks. It'll get you to sermons. It'll get you to podcasts. Everything is Perfect. on JeremyHall.com. Awesome. Thank you. Well, so thank much. you so much for your time and your wisdom today. There's a couple of things we'd love for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you need a shoulder, if you need an ear, if you have a conversation you want to have or a story you want to share. We're interested in what you have to say. Please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. 
We'd love to talk to you. Don Marie, I can't, I can't thank you enough for your time and your input and your wisdom oh. today. Is there a, a moment where you'd like to leave our audience with today? Hmm. Be a puzzle piece. Fit yourself into others' life and love them. Beautiful. Thank you. Amen. Jeremy, we would, be, we would be honored, Jeremy, if you would take the stage, close out our show for us, give us the last 90 seconds. What would you like to leave our audience with today? Jeremy, are you with us? Yeah, sorry. Uh, the Hanging on to that puzzle piece imagery, the, the thing is, when, when someone looks at that single puzzle piece, it, when, when someone looks at your life, I love the, the call to be that puzzle piece, to find where you fit. But mm-hmm. not everyone's going to understand how you're fitting into the puzzle. Not everyone's going to look at that puzzle piece on its own and understand its value but it won't be complete without you. My call is to find who you are called to be. Who are you supposed to be? And live into that. Pursue the identity that you are being called to fill, and that's going to bring you what you're supposed to do. But it starts with who you are and the courage to be that person that you've been created to be. 